Hello, and welcome to the Love Your Work Life podcast. I'm your host, Elisa Shuck. Whether you're going for that next promotion, looking for a job, or making a career pivot, I'll teach you how to navigate it all so you can have the career you want. This is episode 113. Raise your hand if you've ever struggled with a lack of self-confidence. I'm raising my hand too because of course we've all struggled with self-confidence from time to time. I'm sure you can think of circumstances where you are very confident. Like you, you would never doubt yourself in certain circumstances. But there are other ones when you're breaking into new territory, when you finally decide to leave that toxic workplace, and suddenly your brain is not confident anymore. But I'm here to tell you that you can have a strategy for self-confidence. Now, we can't have a conversation about confidence without first talking about doubt. Some people experience what I read recently, I think it's such a cool way to put it, as a preponderance of thought. This is the mental chatter, maybe even an avalanche of words, stories, and what-ifs that come to mind any time you decide to pursue something new. Now, maybe you're an artist and you have self-doubt every time you start a new painting or write a new poem or write a new blog post or any kind of content that is requiring something new of you. This is normal. And actually managing self-doubt, which again, is the other side of the coin of self-confidence, a great way to manage that is to reframe self-doubt as a story that can be changed. You actually have far more control of what's happening than you're probably giving yourself credit for. What if you just accepted self-doubt as part of the process. You decide to do something new, drama in your brain. Okay. What if you just said, fine, I get it. That's part of my process. By accepting it rather than trying to push it down, eliminate it, you will lessen its energy and interference with what you're trying to accomplish. You will be surprised at how quickly it will dissipate by simply accepting that self-doubt is normal, self-doubt is part of the process, and it can be managed. So how could you manage self-doubt? We'll have a couple ideas for you. The first one is do a brain dump. Write out all your doubts on a piece of paper. Now, I highly recommend handwriting these things because your brain just processes things better when you handwrite them out than when you type them. 
Look it up. It's, it's a brain physiology thing. There's a science behind it, but it does make a difference. When you put the words that are in your brain down as words on a piece of paper, the intensity changes. It now is a story. You have removed yourself from the drama of those words. And it's much easier to let it go when you are now more of an objective third party to those words, to that drama, than experiencing them inside your head and inside your body. Another interesting way to deal with self-doubt is to name it. Again, another way of normalizing it. Stephen Pressfield, I think, uh, in his book, The War of Art, calls self-doubt the imposter. This imposter, this doubter, isn't the real you. This is just a voice that shows up to offer you stories that you don't have to accept. When you welcome doubt, when you name it as part of the process, instead of being paralyzed by it, you now can move on, move past it. It's fascinating the way this works. So test that, try that. Don't try to push it away. Don't try to minimize it. Don't devalue yourself because you have self-doubt. This is just your brain showing up, trying to keep you safe. And by accepting it, normalizing it, naming it, you are now just making it part of who you are but not defining who you are. And there is a difference, my friend. The next thing I want to offer you is to think of confidence as a skill to be developed in yourself versus confidence in your ability, right? Abilities live kind of outside of yourself, right? There's an action involved. There's something you must do and do well in order to have confidence, I'm wanting you to change your perspective a little bit and think of confidence as this journey, this skill, that it's about you and not your ability. As with any skill you decide to develop, it takes intention, it takes testing, it takes experimentation, it takes some determination not to give up when it feels like you're not making progress. Now, the way you do this is to decide what to think about yourself on purpose. When you decide what to think about yourself on purpose, you're developing a self-confidence, a deeply internalized confidence that fuels action, energy, and momentum. You build self-confidence from your thoughts. Self-confidence, this internalized acceptance of yourself comes from your thoughts. It doesn't come from your experience. It doesn't come from a track record of success. It doesn't come from other people validating you. Because think about it. You could have all three of those things. 
You could have a lot of experience. You could have this track record of success and achievements and accomplishments, and you could have the praise and validation of a whole bunch of people, but that isn't necessarily going to change your self-confidence, particularly if you're wanting to do more, to try new things, to have greater impact, to make the career pivot, to connect those dots. So how do you do that? Well, you decide what to think about yourself on purpose and in advance of any new thing you decide to encounter. Here's some thoughts to try on for size. Like I said, it's you're going to experiment. You're going to try different things. And you're going to figure out what works. And you know it's working because you're making progress. You have an answer to that self-doubt imposter that shows up from time to time. Here's a thought to try. I will not stop believing in myself under any circumstance. Isn't that a cool thought to have? Self-doubt shows up, your response to that story is, I will not stop believing in myself under any circumstance. Here's another one. I can learn anything I want to. I can try new things even when I don't have evidence that I can do it. That one is so powerful because we don't know we can until we have done it. We're always doing things in the absence of evidence. So when self-doubt creeps in, you can respond to it with, I didn't have any evidence I could do that until I did it. Here's a fourth one. I can rise above any negative words spoken over me. That's not my story. Their story about me isn't my story about me. This can be super helpful if you find yourself stuck in that toxic environment, working with a person who doesn't believe in you, who isn't advocating for you for whatever reason. Value your opinion about yourself more highly than anyone else's opinion of you. Can you imagine what that would feel like? That you are are the authority on you versus someone else being the authority on you, that you're intentionally choosing the story about yourself, the thoughts about yourself versus believing what anybody else says, including the negative self-talk of that imposter in your own brain. You don't have to choose the story that you don't want to choose. You get to choose to believe in yourself. The only reason not to be self-confident is fear of failure or, this is what a coach of mine said, and it's kind of mind-blowing, comforting yourself with self-doubt. Self-doubt as a, as a protection mechanism, as a comfort mechanism, as a rationale for not doing something that you know deep in your heart you want to do. Don't comfort yourself with self-doubt, my friends. Your desire 
to have your new job, your new career, or progress in any area of your life, that desire must be stronger than your self-doubt or your fear of failure. And you make that happen day in, day out, by choosing your thoughts on purpose, no matter what. So just like you did that brain dump of doubts, do a brain dump of what if I was confident? What kinds of things would I be thinking about myself? Start with the four that I gave you earlier and then build out a long list of purposeful thoughts that build your self-confidence and belief in yourself. Reflect on those. Have them handy as an answer to self-doubt whenever it comes up. And you will be on that journey to building the skill of self-confidence so that you can make progress towards anything you decide to do. All right, my friends. I'll talk to you again soon. If you like this podcast, I invite you to visit the Love Your Work Life website at elisashuck-careercoach.com. On the site, you'll find all the information you need to work with me one-on-one, as well as get access to my courses, Job Search Field Guide, and The Art of Stellar Interviews. I can't wait to help. I look forward to seeing you there.